We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today is Wednesday, January the 12th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. And on today's show, I break down just what went wrong last night in Knoxville, Tennessee, as the Gamecocks fall to the Volunteers by a final score of 66 to 46 guys and what was an ugly night at Thompson Bowling Arena again I'll give my biggest takeaways of course also we'll hand out our shooter shoot award I'll look ahead to what's next for a struggling South Carolina team is again they'll look to rebound in SEC play also guys news and notes to get into including a couple of late pickups from the transfer portal that we did not get to address on yesterday's podcast, that being specifically Christian Beal-Smith, the transfer running back from Wake Forest, and also Antoine Wells Jr., the transfer wide receiver from James Madison. Also, guys, some way too early preseason top 25s have dropped, and the Gamecocks find themselves in a few. I will give my thoughts on that again. We got a packed show for you guys here on this hump day, and of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, for all your moving needs in 2022, be sure to contact our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group. Of course, if you have any other questions, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com that's upstatemoversgroup.com be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you let's get it a movie and you get about a quarter of the way halfway through it and you slowly start to realize the movie has no plot it is boring doesn't make any sense but just like a car crash just like a burning building which are both traumatic terrible events but Whatever it is in us, that human nature, if you will, our curiosity, we just can't look away. We, we just cannot help ourselves. Am I talking about a movie? Or am I talking about Gamecocks basketball? That's up for you to decide. 
folks. Happy Wednesday. Hope you're all doing well. Happy hump day. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up show. As always, appreciate you all tuning in. A lot to get into, like I said, here on this Wednesday. And uh, this is a bit of a therapy Wednesday. I'll tell you what, again, I know it's not quite the same as football. We don't invest quite the same amount of emotion, if you will, in each and every single basketball game because there's so many games, right? It's different with football. You only have 12 opportunities. And so every game day feels so immense and so intense and you invest all your emotion, energy. And so, you know, we have our therapy Monday sessions when, when things don't go well. But when you watch a game like we all did last night, and for those of you that stuck it out until the end, like yours truly, bravo, kudos to you. You are the real MVPs. But even if you didn't, either way, this just feels like, guys, in my mind, a therapy Wednesday. This truly feels like a therapy Wednesday. Like, we need to talk it out. You know what I mean? I joke with my buddies all the time. Hey, the, the mic is my therapist. There are some times that is truer than others. And today here on this hump day, it certainly feels like the case. Like the microphone is the thing consoling me right now. So let's do it all together, guys. Before we do, though, a couple quick housekeeping items I want to touch on really quickly. Again, quick reminder, tonight we are live back at Tin Roof in the Vista. Five to seven, more of a traditional show tonight. No guests or anything. So again, guys, we're taking your questions, everything else, kind of just shooting the shit out at Tin Roof. Going to be a really, really good time. Uh, we will be streaming that live in the Big Cock Club Patreon. So if you want to go sign up for that, patreon.com slash Big Cock Club to get full access to that. Um, and you can also find that link in our link in bio on social media. So again, be sure to sign up for the Big Cock Club today. Also, of course, at Tin Roof, they have $3 drafts, $3 rumple shots, fantastic food. Great people, great times. Again, folks, you never know what you're going to get on a Wednesday night at Tin Roof. So, again, if you have not been yet, I know students are back on campus. So, if you're hearing the sound of my voice, coming out of Tin Roof. And, by the way, I don't know if people realize this, especially the students that are hearing me. You can still get in if you are not 21. Tin Roof, I was told, I don't think I even realized this, but Tin Roof is technically a restaurant until, like, 10 p.m. So, all ages, all people of all ages can come into Tin Roof up until 10 p.m. So, again, if you've been holding back because of that fact, you're more than welcome to come on out. Again, guys, we're live 5 to 7. Truly looking forward to that tonight. Also, guys, you may have seen on social media late yesterday, uh, but I want to remind you all, very, very excited to announce that we are officially taking on new content creators for the TSUS team. Those applications I dropped on social media. Also, if you go to the link in bio, you'll see the TSUS content creator application. Also, we are expanding the business, expanding TSUS, expanding specifically our network of podcast you ever thought about doing a podcast here's your chance to apply um roughly guys and these names are subject to change the two podcasts that i've really wanted to spearhead are one being called cox and cola and both podcasts by the way will be student driven i think i mean there could be a scenario where it's not led by a student but most likely these are going to be student driven because these podcasts are going to revolve around campus life campus culture nightlife you know it can be some sports as well but really from the student perspective, because again, I'm trying to get, we're trying to get more of a, of a touch on the student fan base, a touch on the student community in Columbia and at the University of South Carolina. So again, Cox and Cola being two dudes and then two cocky chicks being two 
girls. And again, these names are subject to change. This is just what some of the things I've been spitballing, brainstorming, if you will. And for the purposes of applications and stuff like that, it just made sense that I'll throw that on there. But either way, if you or anyone else you know think would be interested in being a host, a co-host, a producer, what have you, or if you want to be a content contributor, especially on the written side of things, again, those applications have been posted on social media. And if you go to our link in bio and any of our social media channels, you click that link in bio, you will see the content creator application and the podcast application. So again, guys, really exciting times for TSUS because again, we are expanding the business. Very excited to do this. Also, guys, I will tell you, by the way, on the content creator side of things, the written content side of things specifically with TSUS, here's what I'm looking for, okay? I'm looking for someone to cover recruiting, men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball, and football, right? Especially on the written side of things. Again, yours truly got the podcast and the Daily Crow and the audio and the video content down pat pretty well. Again, I'd be open to adding another video segment or something like that anywhere we can add value on game. But especially in those specific areas I mentioned, again, I'd love to have someone that is a recruiting person. That's all they do is recruiting. Have a person that solely covers women's basketball, men's basketball, baseball, football, et cetera, et cetera. So again, if you guys are interested, the links are in our bio. Be sure to apply today. If you have any questions about that, be sure to reach out to me. And again, once you apply, give it a week or two. We're going to have a lot of applications to go through. But again, guys, I'm very excited about this new initiative. Very excited to really get this going. And this is great for the future of the business. TSUS, the freaking moon, man. And, and really excited for this next step and what the future is going to bring. And really just the opportunity, guys, again, as we expand the team, we're going to expand our array of content, which means we are going to be upping the amount of value we bring you guys exponentially. So again, Thank you all so much for your love and support in regards to the content, the business, everything we do. Without it, there's no way this would be possible. So guys, with that being said, like I said, if you have any questions, please reach out to me directly and let me know. But with that being said, let's not dance around it anymore. Let's get through this together. Gamecocks falling to Tennessee last night. Final score of 66 to 46. I tell you what, man, Vegas nailed that 15 and a half. You know, we all saw that number and thought, oh my God, why is that so much points? You know, there, there's no way South kind of loses by more than 15. Vegas was begging you to take the Gamecocks plus 15 and a half. They were just begging us to look at that number and balk and say, oh my God, there's no way. And I think many of us knew that the Gamecocks losing this basketball game was very possible, right? I mean, again, I picked South Carolina to lose by 10 points, was fully expecting a loss, especially when I saw the spread. But guys, I don't want to over-exaggerate, but that game last night was one of the worst basketball games I think I've ever watched. You know, from shooting 34% from the field to shooting 31% from three-point range to shooting 35% from the free throw line, six of 17. And if that wasn't enough, the 23 turnovers surely did it for us. Again, Tennessee is a better basketball team than South Carolina. I, I did not think 
going in this game, oh, my God, if you don't beat Tennessee, the season's just over. You know, again, this is probably one in the preseason I looked at and chalked up as an L. Tennessee under Rick Barnes, a quality basketball team. They'll probably be in the NCAA tournament. But I said this on Twitter late last night, and I said it in my postgame reaction, but I'm going to say it again. Here's the problem, and I am not coming to you here on this Wednesday proclaiming fire Frank Martin. I'm not doing that yet. Again, guys, I will, if and when that needs to be said, if and when that needs to be vocalized from yours truly, I will vocalize it. I assure you. But here is the problem that Frank Martin, and this isn't some new issue, but it's a recurring issue. And it's my biggest takeaway from the game last night. Because again, you can look at turnovers and guys, I feel like, you know, we're 15 games in. I really attributed the sloppy play and the turnovers early in the season to, oh, you know, it's a bunch of transfers, a bunch of new guys. And, you know, once they mesh and gel, they'll be all right. I mean, we're 15 games in. I'm not saying this team cannot play better than it did last night because it certainly can. But I, I think this team, even in wins, is going to have to overcome sloppy play. I, I just don't see this being a team that's going to go out and all of a sudden you know, have a three, four, five, six game stretch where it's just playing, you know, clean basketball and efficient basketball. I, I think South Carolina is always going to have to grind out wins, which again has become a staple, though of the Frank Martin era. But again, my biggest takeaway from last night, here's the problem. Frank Martin is running into the same issue that Will Muschamp ran into. And again, I'm I'm not saying the culture is as bad as that was. Obviously, they're not exact parallels. But this is what I mean by that. South Carolina basketball fans, I, I think, are very tolerable human beings. I don't think we expect a great deal. South Carolina basketball fans are not expecting their program to be elite, making NCAA tournaments year after year after year. So again, I think Gamecock basketball fans are very tolerable. But here's the problem. If you're not going to be good, which in your history, more often than not, you haven't been good. If you're not going to be good, You've at least got to be entertaining. You've at least got to be somewhat fun to watch. And again, guys, last night was the most, I mean, I almost fell asleep like a couple of times and I'm over exaggerating there, but I mean, I was literally watching like slumped in my chair. Just wow. Like what, what a, what a time this is. <laughs> like what a time this is. What a way to spend a Tuesday night. And which is why I've told you all again, fair or unfair, Frank Martin's greatest challenge is getting Gamecock fans excited again. That's the decision you'll have to make at the end of this season. South Carolina is not like pitiful at basketball right now. It's not Darren Horn bad. But the question again, if things continue as the trend they are, this is shaping up to be a very normal Frank Martin year in Columbia. And if that's the case, what you'll have to ask yourself is this. Can we afford to go into another season where our fans, they're checked out before it even starts? Again, guys, we've talked before. You and I, 
those who are tuned into this podcast, I'd believe for the most part at least, and of course yours truly, we're locked in no matter what. I'm not talking about us, but I'm talking about the common everyday fan, right? That has a wife or husband, has a job, a career, has children, has hobbies, has things going on, right? What do you have to do to get those people's attention? Because I'm sure all of you, right? Some of you probably tuned in. There's probably some of you tuned in the podcast right now that don't even like basketball. <laughs> you just maybe tune in because you want to hear me talk about it, which I appreciate that. That's great. That's great. But we all know in our lives, right? Like we all know people in our lives that are huge Gamecock football fans. They don't give a rat's ass about basketball. They're bigger baseball fans than they are basketball. Now, is it because Gamecock fans don't like basketball? I refuse to believe that. Look at the support and the love and the attendance Don Staley's program is getting, right? And I know I'm getting off on a tangent. I, I don't want to repeat myself on a lot of things I've said before, but it's an issue that Frank Martin's facing, and it's the same issue he's ran into before, and it's just... Again, I, I know I speak to a degree for the fans. And that's just how I feel that it's like, you're just, you gotta at least keep me engaged. You gotta keep me interested. Because I'll be totally honest with you guys, as diehard a Gamecock as I am, if I wasn't doing TSUS, I'm not sure I'd be catching every single South Carolina basketball game. If that makes me a bad fan, so be it. But we've talked before. When it comes to the hardwood and it comes to the diamond, it's not like football. There's so many games. People have things going on, especially on a Tuesday night at 6.30. You got to put a product out there, man. And when fans continuously tune in and get let down in that way, and especially last night where it's not even a close game, it's not even, it, it's not, and it was sloppy on both sides, by the way. I mean, both teams look pitiful. That first half was, that, dude, that first half set back, that, that, that first half set back, Offensive basketball, a hundred years. That, that was that was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. So you know, I just it, you're in a tough spot right now. And again, this team, I, I still I'm not giving up on this team because again, this team is painfully inconsistent. That doesn't mean there aren't good players in this team. I mean, our shooter shoot award. Let's go ahead and hand it out. James Reese for the second straight game. 15 points, 6 of 11 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3 and 5 rebounds. Had a fantastic game. Had a fantastic game yet again. Jacoby Wright with 7 points, I think, is a really bright young player. You know, we've already seen what our guy Stevie can do. Hey, what do we talk about going in the game, by the way, guys? What do we talk about going in the game? How important Williams Levesque was? He finished with zero points. Zero. Can't happen. I mean, that just, can't, that, just, that just cannot happen. Jermaine Kustar finished with one point. Only played 16 minutes, I assume, because score being out of whack and, you know, they, they don't want to risk injury with him. He did start the game, though. But 23 turnovers. How do you fix the turnovers? Because, again, you could say, oh, it's a new group. They're trying to gel. Guys, we're 15 games in. And it's hadn't been like last year where you missed seven weeks because of COVID and you're missing time here and there. Yeah, you had, you had a little hiccup. 
like a one or two week hiccup. But for the most part, you've been fine. This team's practiced together. How do you turn the ball over 23 times? How is that possible? How does that make any sense? So I'm not sure really where this team goes from here. I, I don't know what adjustments can be made. I, how much can you shake up the lineup? I don't think you really can a ton. I don't think you can a ton. And again, we've talked about before when it comes to Frank Martin because he's the one steering this thing. We know Frank Martin knows basketball, right? The question has never been, does Frank Martin know basketball? The question is, does his style and his system, does it still work? And do players, not just do they want to play for him, but can they flourish in said system? Right? Here's another question I'd love an answer to. You know, fans are fans. I get it, man. College basketball fans, this applies to all. Everyone loves to complain about refs. And I get it. I get it. The refs suck. Every week, they suck. Every game, they suck. Refs suck. Umpires suck. They all suck, guys. They do. They all suck. But you look up, and the Gamecocks are just getting, getting manhandled at the free throw line. Why is that? And I heard the, heard the announcers talking at halftime about, oh, it's Frank Martin's style. You know, they're taught to stand in the way. Well, then why don't they not do that? Because that's obviously not working very well for us. I mean, it just, it, it feels like, and I understand Frank Martin and his scheme and, and in regards to like, he wants to play this physical defense. It feels very archaic. It feels very must champion-ish. It does. And again, it goes back to the point I made in regards to the football season. A lot of it's not just wins and losses, but it's how it happens. If you'd have lost to Tennessee tonight, or last night, excuse me, if you'd have lost to Tennessee 96 to 93. Loss would have sucked. Or even like 96 to 86, let's just say. The loss would have sucked, but damn, it would have been a lot more fun to watch. Fans can live with that. <laughs> but losing 66 to 46? I mean, that's crazy, man. That is crazy. So, I mean, it's very simple what, what South Carolina's got to do. You got a huge game upcoming, and what's next for South Carolina? Uh, this Saturday, January the 15th, against the Florida Gators at the CLA, which, by the way, guys, you know, many of you might just come out for this reason, but uh, the football team, your Dukes champion, Dukes Mayo Bowl champion football team, and newcomers for 2022 will be honored at halftime. So it's going to be really, really cool to see those guys honored and give them a, an, a round of applause that they very well much, much deserve, I should say. I can spit that out. That they very much deserve to give them that appreciation. Uh, so that'll be really cool to see them honored at halftime. But, you know, Florida's, Florida's a team that plays tonight. They're struggling. They're 9-5 and five as of right now. You know, I, I don't want to keep every other game saying, oh, this game's so important. Like, you got to win this one. You got to win this one. You got to win this one. But as I told you guys, especially early in this season, you're, you're really just fighting to stay at that 500 mark. You're really just fighting to keep your head above water. Because, again, I tell you what, I, I know the Frank Martin chatter is going to return in an emphatic way today. I, I know it will. And that's fair. Listen, it's fair. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying, oh, if you're saying fire Frank Martin, you're this, that. No, listen, it's fair. It's all fair game in year 10, man. It's all fair game. It's all fair game. I'm not ready to go out on a limb and say fire Frank Martin, but it's all fair game at this point, right? It is. 
But you fall to Florida on your home floor. You fall to one and three. If things start to snowball, if you start to pile up a couple L's, the more and more and more obvious it becomes that the NCAA tournament is not even in, in the scope of reality, not even, not even a chance, the farther away you get from that, the louder that chatter will become. And the hand of the University of South Carolina and its higher-ups will be forced at some point. They're going to have to make a decision. So again, it's it's we talk about wins, losses, but how you win and how you lose. And last night was was just brutal. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Just brutal. I could handle the Auburn loss. I mean, listen, that, that was a hard fought game. Auburn's a good team. Tip your cap, so be it. Last night was abysmal. Uh, last night was abysmal. And Gamecock fans just can't live with it. We can live with a lot. We can tolerate a lot. We're not asking you to be elite every year, but my God. A lot of people tuned in that game last night. Heck, I, I know some people went to the game, God forbid. But a lot of folks tuned in that game last night with high hopes and wanted to see their team play hard. I'm not saying they didn't play hard, but, whew, man, what is it? You know, what's the missing piece? Is it truly just the style? Is it the culture? Is the mentality? I don't know, guys. I, I don't know. I don't know. At this point, I don't know. But you better figure it out quick. Because like I said, you got Florida on your home floor. Not a great Florida team. Solid, but not great. But you go out there and have another performance like that, the chatter is just going to get louder and louder and louder and louder. So, we shall see. Going to be interesting on Saturday to see how this team responds. You got to respond in a positive way. This team, listen, this team still has on a positive note, this team still has good players. This team can still get hot. Shooters still shoot. But whatever happened last night has got to be just completely flushed. I mean, it's got to be completely flushed. Just forget it. Flush it, move on to the next game. Flush it, move on to the next game. Bottom line. All right, guys, let's get off the basketball game and talk some football before we get out of here in our news and notes really quickly. Again, these two commitments came in late on Monday. So I didn't get to talk about it on the podcast. Of course, we've been talking about it on the Daily Crow all week. But uh, Christian Beal Smith, the running back from Wake Forest, and Antoine Wells Jr., wide receiver from James Madison, both picking South Carolina again late Monday night. Both of them guys, huge pickups. We'll start with Wells Jr. And, I mean, this one's just an obvious dude. I mean, it's at a position of need. You look at his statistics. This dude is a record setter from the FCS level, six foot one, two oh four. Uh, ranks near the top, if not at the top, in all JMU records in receiving. He had 15 touchdowns, 15 guys, in the 2021 season. I mean, dude's a baller, dude's a playmaker. And, you know, I had somebody ask me this, you know, should we be getting this excited for this guy? You know, what about comparing him to other, you know, we brought in some D2 guys or FCS guys. You know, why, why, why are we giving this guy so much hype, you know, when we, when with the other guys, we were like, you know, let's wait and see. And listen, this guy, this Antoine Wells Jr. kid, hey, he's going to have to prove himself, no doubt. You got to prove you can do it week in, week out at the SEC level. But we're talking about a guy who was a record setter at JMU, not just some dude. 
He was a record setter, and he torched everybody he played. You talk to those who've seen him play in person, extremely impressed with his game. Again, I'm not saying he's going to be an All-American. I'm not saying he's even going to be Spencer Rattler's top target. But at a position of need, this pickup is nothing but a positive. He's going to help you immediately. He's going to absolutely help you immediately. Again, has speed, quickness, hands are incredible. Like I said, guys, the statistics, I mean, they speak for themselves. I don't care what level you're at. 83 catches for 1,250 yards and 15 touchdowns. That, that, that just got 83 catches. I mean, that goes without saying. That goes without saying. So, a guy who's certainly, and again, the big thing is this, it's at a position of need. Like I said, guys, he's still going to have a lot to prove. Here's who he went against. Moorhead State, Maine, Weber State, New Hampshire, Villanova, Richmond, Delaware, Elon, Campbell, William & Mary, Towson, Southeastern Louisiana, Montana, and North Dakota State. Hey, none of those are even close to an SEC defense. I think the other thing, too, though, that fires us up and should fire you up is this. You know, just having Spencer Rattler, I think helps everybody in the wide receiver room. I I really do. I I think it's going to make everybody better. I think it's going to make everybody better. So, obviously, Wells Jr., man, if he's able to put up those type of numbers, again, no matter where he is, the guy's got hella potential. I mean, he's got crazy potential. And, again, you talk to anybody who's seen him play, they're extremely impressed. You know, they, they refer to him as a playmaker, a big play type of guy. And again, it's going to be nothing, I think, but an asset for you. Speaking of being an asset and great pickups, Christian Beal Smith. This is another, this, this one is really a fantastic pickup. The running back from Wake Forest. Uh, he will come to South Carolina, which by the way, Antoine Wells Jr. coming to South Carolina with three years to play. Christian Beal Smith will come with one year to play, basically just using his COVID year. But uh, here's the kicker, guys. Again, Wake Forest was extremely prolific offensively. Uh, five foot 10, 201 is Bill Smith. He was their leading rusher the last two seasons. So, again, you think about that. We're talking about a Wake Forest offense that was fantastic. I mean, Wake Forest, you've seen some of the early top 25s. I mean, they're, they're ranked top 10. They were a good team. They were a good team. So, you know, you look at his 2020. Ran for 732 yards, five touchdowns over five yards per carry. You look at 2021, uh, ran for over six yards, or excuse me, 600 yards, I should say. Ran for, it was the leading ball carrier again. So, you know, you, you take a look at what you had coming back in Marshawn Lloyd and Juju McDowell. And Juju McDowell, I don't think, is an every down back. I, I think he's more of a scat back guy. You get involved in the passing game, but you're not going to ask Juju to carry the ball 20 times a game. And then Marshawn Lloyd, listen, I want Marshawn to pan out. I I really, really do want Marshawn to pan out. But at this point, you just don't know. You just don't know what he's going to give you, you know? Coming off the ACL, you know, he he certainly did not look to the form that we expected over the course of the 2021 season. And again, I, I think people are too quick to write him off because, like I said, guys, if you've ever torn your ACL or had a major injury, fortunately, I have not, but I've known many former teammates and people who have, you know, there's an adjustment period. And there's a, you know, it takes a while to get over. It takes a while more, more so than anything that to mentally trust that knee, to trust it, to make those cuts again. 
and be the guy you were before the injury if you ever even are that guy again. So I think Marshawn Lloyd still has a ton of potential, but you needed to bring in one more guy to have sort of that security blanket if you're like, okay, like we've got someone now we know we can depend on. We hope Lloyd bursts out and becomes the dude we think he can be. Juju is sort of a role player in this way. And then beyond that, you know, I, I thought Rashad Amos ran the ball well in 2020, but didn't really even touch the football at all last season. I think maybe just due to depth. But after you lost, again, Harris and White, I think you had to bring somebody else. So, again, a fantastic addition. And I know we already talked about um, a couple days ago, you know, the other pickups, Devonnie Reed. Uh, we've already talked about some of these other portal guys. The great thing is this. Like, we're not just bringing in guys to bring them in. These are guys that are going to be impact players. They're, they're going to play. I mean, bottom line, you know, it, it's crazy, guys. We, we try to look so far ahead. What are we going to look like in 2025, 2026? Guys, with the transfer portal and the fluidity of college football, there's just no way to know. I mean, you, do you realize we're going to be starting this fall? If things stay constant to how they are right now, which, you know, God knows if they will. But let's just say they do. Guys, do you realize you're going to be starting a running back? Let's just say that uh, Beal Smith starts, which is very possible. You're going to be starting a quarterback and running back that were at different Power 5 schools last year. So, you know, to project too far ahead, it's sort of a fool's errand, if you will. It just, you know what I'm saying? Like, so much can change now in college football, uh, which is not a bad thing, but, um, you know, it is crazy. But either way. Great pickups, and again, these are all guys out of the portal, man, I think are going to be positive additions. They're at positions of need. They're going to help you tremendously, I think. Um, of course, with, with Dawkins, Devonnie Reed, Christian Beal-Smith, and now Antoine Wells, Jr., guys. And we told you, Beamer ball to the moon. Shane Beamer, he ain't done. Shane Beamer is never done. The man's never done. I know this is a question I've been getting a lot, so I'll go ahead and address it. And uh, I'm sort of guesstimating here, but from what I've read, People ask, how many spots do we have left? I think it's like three, maybe four, but I'm thinking three. So I don't think we're done. I would imagine they want to add another receiver. You know, will they add an offensive lineman? That's the big question. Again, of course, after the national championship game on Monday night, uh, you see, we got to have, you got to have the big uglies. You do. You got to have the guys in the trenches. So, but Shane Beamer, folks, he ain't done. He's going to go get the absolute best available players to help this football team, bottom line. So, again, excited to follow that. Continue to follow it. Watch it. Stay tuned to TSUS for all the latest updates. The final thing, guys, is this. I mentioned the way-too-early preseason top 25. ESPN dropped theirs, and the Gamecocks came in at 25th. And it was so funny reading some of the comments from you all saying, like, oh, man, don't rank us. I don't want to be ranked. I don't want the pressure. I want to play the underdog. People ask me, do you want to be ranked? My, my answer, absolutely yes, I want to be ranked. guys. Pressure is a privilege. Pressure makes diamonds. Okay. Pressure is not a bad thing. So if we're coming in the preseason in the top 25, oh, there's pressure. Great. Expectations are great. Pressure is great. That means you got something worthwhile on the line. That means you got something worthwhile to chase after, to achieve. So, you know, will the Gamecocks be ranked in the preseason top 25? I, I think we'll be just outside of it. But it would not shock me at all if South Carolina were able to, you know, obviously I think they're going to beat Georgia State week one. I don't think that's spoiling a prediction or anything. But if you're able to beat them and do it emphatically, you know, I think selfishly ESPN and others, the AP poll will probably slide you in that top 25 just for the matchup that'll be week two against Arkansas. And then, of course, if you find a way to win in Fayetteville, 
no question, you're ranked going in that game week three against the defending national champions. But, uh, yeah, I, I think, guys, listen, perception's reality in college football. And we see it every year, right? Like, why is Notre Dame ranked so high? Why is Texas getting the benefit of the doubt? What have they done to earn it? Why is Southern Cal, this team, that team? Well, it's because they've, they, 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 the perception is they're going to be good, even if they're not. And so now all of a sudden, South Carolina, you add Spencer Rattler, you come off a seven-win season, you won your bowl game, you've added these other guys in the portal. All of a sudden, the perception is at least, hey, South Carolina won seven last year. And if you go eight and four, you're a top 25 team. So the thought is, hey, they just might be a top 25 team in Shane Beamer's second year. So, you know, again, it's great to have that positive momentum, that positive energy, those positive headlines. I mean, guys, let's just enjoy it. <laughs> let's, let's enjoy it because, again, we, we've gone through off seasons and preseasons where it's been nothing but negativity, negativity, negativity. So, again, I love seeing the accolades. I love seeing the way too early preseason top 25s. I, uh, I love it. I love it. So, again, I, I'd love to see us rank in the top 25 going into the season. But either way, you know, I think South Carolina will have a great shot in this 2022 season to crack the top 25 multiple times and maybe stay there if they win enough. So, again, guys, hey, that's going to do all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for the continued love and support, guys. Like I said, if you're in the city, be sure to come on out to 10 Roof tonight, 5 to 7. Going to be a really, really good time. $3 drafts, $3 rumple. Also, if you can't come out and you want to tune in the live stream, be sure to do so. At the Big Cock Club, patreon.com slash Club, or go to the link in bio, any of our social media channels. Click that link in bio. You'll see the link to the Big Cock Club. And, of course, guys, like I mentioned at the beginning, we are expanding. We are growing. If you're interested in being a content creator or con content contributor, I should say, for TSUS, link in bio, that application is there. If you are interested in doing a podcast, joining our podcast network, whether you want to be the host you want to be the co-host, you want to be the producer, whatever it might be, that link is also in our bio as well. You can apply there. So again, guys, really excited for everything going on right now with TSUS, content rocking and rolling, content bleeding out the eyeballs. Folks, happy hump day. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.